Now number one for podcasting. The PSAs you hear on Miller and Condon and iHeartMedia Des Moines are presented in part by Nick Mick. We take care of our own. Now here's Miller and Condon. Ken Miller. Trent Condon. Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO. All right, good morning, everybody, and welcome to a Friday. It's Miller and Condon. We're on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO, 106.3 FM. Trent Condon, Ken Miller, and we appreciate you carving out uh, some of your morning to uh, spend some time with us here as we talk on the radio for the next couple of hours. On the BMW of Des Moines guest list today, Gary Rima who is the voice of the Northern Iowa Panthers, uh, basketball and football. But he's also, uh, for the last 14 years, done afternoon sports talk on KXEL. 1540 out of Waterloo. 1540, where Trent Condon cut his No, teeth. no, no, no. Oh, I that, was no at, you're up the dial. I was That's at right. 1650, That's the fan right. KCNZ. The competition. Well, there was no competition until Rima tried to get onto my turf. Is that what he did? Because KXEL is a news talk station. Okay. It is not a sports station. It is a news Kinda talk like station. Kind of like WHO? Correct. Okay. So he carved out a niche there. I had the sports side. He's coming to work on my turf over there. But uh, no, Gary's a great guy and certainly almost 14 years yeah. uh, running a, a program like he did. It's pretty incredible uh, what he was able to do uh-huh. and accomplish. And you know, being up there, when I go home, I'd listen to him or I'd be up in Cedar Falls calling high school championship football games. Flip I'd always on Rima. Sure, yep, flip on Rima as I was making my way to the Dome or a lot of times I'd be up there a little early. So get to uh, get to listen to him a little bit. Always a good time and, and really like Gary just as a person. He's He's been such a good person yeah. to me throughout the years, the conversations that we've had and... Uh, He'll still be there doing the Panther games, which is a great right, thing. Absolutely. So, that would, look, and I'm not surprised that there's an appetite for sports talk radio daily up in that part of mm-hmm. uh, the state of Iowa. I mean, look, Iowa and Iowa State move the needle regardless of where you uh, uh, reside within these borders. And uh, so he, that's what obviously in Northern Iowa was a big talker on his show mm-hmm. as well. But look, 14 years and um, they've decided to go in a different direction. The radio station has. So we're going to have Gary Ryman on to opine a little bit. Good for him. 14 years. I think that ranks him as the second longest talker, sport, full-time yeah. talker in the state of Iowa. Consecutive? Conse- yeah. On I mean, the same show, same program? So, yeah. Right. I mean, same show, same program. He's number one because, <laughs> you know, I'm longevity-wise. Right. But I've been everywhere. <laughs> right. Gary was... One spot. One spot. Yeah, he uh, he he was on the air before Keith and Andy were. Yeah, yeah. Because mm-hmm. that was, what, 2009? Well, when the F-bombs dropped. Oh, yeah. yes, yes. Uh, the, a couple of weeks right after that, when, yeah. uh, when the new lineup uh, came to uh, KXNO. So good for Gary. Uh, unfortunate for him that it's going to end, but boy, he handled it with an unbelievable amount of class. We're going to mm-hmm. have him on to talk about that in about 20 minutes. Look forward to that. Uh, Tom Caker's going to be here from HawkeyeReport.com. With everything that's going on in the world, I mean, sports have clearly taken a back burner, and rightly so and understandably so, but the, you know, the Aubrey Toppin, uh, Luca Garza stuff, mm-hmm. uh, we didn't really spend too much time discussing that. Uh, I've never been one to get too upset or too excited either way about awards, but this one didn't feel right. It, it didn't feel right. Um, it just didn't. So we're going to talk about that. Uh, did you see, by the way, our buddy Rob Doster's piece on... The 10 most important 
think the number was 10. In t- uh, 10 biggest decisions in college basketball, whether to return or to leave for the NBA. Oh, no, I did not see that. Pence. And what it does to the respective school. Mm-hmm. Um, Malachi Flynn was number one. Really good player. Really good player. Number two was Luca Garza. Yes. And... Yeah, I'm going to spoil it. I hope you'll still click on the mm-hmm. article. It's at NBCSports.com, College Basketball Talk. Um, he states in the piece, and he, look, a lot of Hawkeye fans got their uh, their arrows out and started shooting a bit at Rob Doster for his <laughs> Obi Toppin is the best player in college basketball take. But I think he makes amends because his, his the final line of his uh, of why it's important that Garza comes back, not only thinks they can win the Big Ten, he he puts them in the can win a national championship category with Luca Garza. I was uh, listening to Matt Norlander, his podcast with Gary Parrish the other day. They were talking about that exact same thing and, and those types of conversations. This isn't, that's a really nice team. They're, they're a tournament yeah. team. This is Final Four good, national championship good. Those types of conversations are happening in national college basketball right. circles. Not just you and me opining on a, on a slow summer day or anything like that. Boy, if everything comes together, no, these are national people that know the sport. And that's the importance of Luca Garza. Because without Luca Garza, they're still a nice team. They're still a tournament team. But they're not in those kind of conversations. Mm -hmm. They're not that type of team that can put that together. It's a huge decision. And the other part of it, I think that maybe some people aren't realizing, is he a prototypical NBA guy, the way the game's played? No, no, he's not. But with the uncertainty inside the world being a part of it, perhaps coupled with a very down NBA draft. This, this year, yes. This draft is not yep, good right. in terms of top-end talent. And because of that, mm. is there a team? Mm. He goes through those workouts and, you know what? You don't say this, Trench. I, I, I just want to play reality here. <laughs> no, because you are. I, I, th- I think there's a chance. I do, too, and that you make a valid point. One in, in five, maybe 20, yeah. 25% chance that he does because, well, we say this in regardless of the sport, but it takes one team. One team says, you know what? We know there are deficiencies on the other end. He's not an athlete that you look like in the NBA, but this dude can score. And we think that this guy can come in and we can find a guy that's going to be our 10th, 11th guy, and we're going to make him a part of this team. He'll be cheap. We'll get him as a second rounder, and we think he can stick. There's going to be, I'm sure, a couple of those teams, at least that's a conversation that they'll have inside their offices. There is, and and to your point, I think that what resonated me more so with your point, and that's certainly valid, what you just said, we don't know what the world's going to be. I mean, if you heard, and I didn't hear, but um, I wasn't part of Bob Bowlesby's press conference, commissioner of the Big 12 yesterday, but all the Big 12 media was, and if you follow enough of them on Twitter, you get a pretty good idea what was said, then you read Randy Peterson's piece uh, in the Des Moines Register, and... You know, there's no guarantee when we get the fall. Sadly, as as, as frightening as this is, Mm -hmm. because we love college football. We love college football. There's no guarantees. We don't know. We just don't know. Um, And if there's no football, what does that do to We don't know. So does that play into the decision? It was which where where yeah. you were going, and uh, at least how I took it. Uh, Brock Conrad from Catch Des Moines. We shortchanged him yesterday. We had so many restaurants that we wanted to get to on Restaurant Radio. And by the way, before we get out of here today, we're going to, don't you think we should spend some time, I mean, I don't want to carve out a half an hour, but, Mm -hmm. you know, to um, go over the list that we had Tuesday, go over the list that we had Thursday, we're heading into a weekend, it's a big 
carry out time of the uh you know your week work week is over for those of you who you know got in uh got up in the morning and went to the office or went to your job whatever that may be and it's a big carry out time the weekend is and we're going to remind folks of the restaurants that uh that we spoke to earlier maybe um freshen your mind a little bit if you're trying to figure out what you want to do if indeed that's on your plans for the weekend so Brock Conrad from Catch Des Moines will join us and we'll go over what Catch is doing and then Alex Halstead on Iowa State Caleb Grill played with a broken wrist. Yeah, saw the... the... Tyrese Halliburton played with a broken wrist. Bolton got back in the game as a concussion, with a concussion. Where I'm going here, Trent? Medical staff? You just wonder, right? Yes, yeah. Did he stay at Holiday Inn last night? And maybe that's a little bit too harsh. Sure. But that's three. That's three. In one season. That left the floor in one season, in one month. Right. Got back in. Knew they were limited. Right. Brasser's limited, but still. Right. We're not talking about a... It turned an ankle. These are pretty significant injuries. Yeah. Torn ligaments. Two required surgery. One shut down a season. And back on the floor at some point. And the other one is a brain injury. Precisely. That is still, regardless of the sport, we talk about it more in football. Concussions still in general, I'm baffled, and maybe more so away from football, because it feels like football we kind of know. But here in basketball, oh, he'll be right back. No. Yeah. Ryan Creener almost lost his career right. because of concussions. Trent, how many athletes, college, NFL, amateur, I mean, guys playing, mm-hmm. you know, pick up basketball, um, beer league, hockey, slow pitch, softball, you know, but, but going back in time, we didn't know about con- concussions first made, at least to me, um, when I was working with Bob Dyer, so at the turn of the century. Yeah. Concussions started to become a thing. Folks, these 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 been around forever. But they were just I don't know if there was no diagnosis, if the You just get smelling salts. Yeah, yeah, get here. T- smell this, get back in there. Right. Nuts. Uh but anyways, um Do we need to maybe come up with a different term for it? Brain injury, I think, resonates I think that, as much as anything. That would be probably the best way to do it. And say exactly what it is, because I still believe there's this connotation concussion. You'll be fine. You got a headache. Get back in there. Tough it out. Because it's not anything that you're limping around. You can't see it. It's not significant. It's not a guy dragging his leg back behind him as he's got a torn ACL. It's not that. You can still run fine. But it is a brain injury. Mm -hmm. That's something maybe during this time as we get past and we get back into sports, we need to reevaluate the way that we talk about concussions and we talk about the injury and just call it what it is like you said brain injury yep that's what it is out with the brain injury unbelievable so that's the bmw des moines guest list today and again we'll save some time uh at the end of the program to uh to go over uh the restaurants that uh joined us on the air both tuesday and thursday we're going to do it again next week tuesday's already full we're working on thursday uh i saw that the governor has tacked on another week as far as when the restaurants are going to be uh shut down for um and i that's obviously a work in progress that's mm-hmm liable to change just because that data is out there doesn't mean that they're not going to extend it or maybe they won't maybe they won't i mean certainly that's the that's the hope mm-hmm. uh, realistically i don't think that that's going to be possible but we shall see so the nfl is going forward they made it official yesterday that the draft is going to happen uh Roger, good for us yeah good for us good for good for you know what good for uh, sports fans, you know, it, it's this has always been an escape. This format, right? right? This has always been, 
an escape for some. Some take away more serious than others, and we're grateful for that, by the way. The Cyhawk thing never sleeps, does it? No, it doesn't. Even, even, in, the, even in the era that we're in, the, the pandemic that we are in the throes of right now. Peter Jock and George Niang <laughs> are firing up the Cyhawk, and God bless them for doing it. Uh, because, you know, they're thinking now of, what is it? They're going to play one on one, or uh-huh. they're going to for charity. They're going to get, you know, some of the some of the Cyclones that recently hang, and Nazmi Trulong, and Monte Morris, and Matt Thomas, and who else I don't know. But then uh, Peter Jock's going to have a couple of his dudes, and they're going to play a game for. Ch- and here's the thing. If they did do this and did open it up to fans, oh, they could fill Wells Fargo Arena. Oh, no doubt. Fill Wells Fargo Arena. And if not, there's going to have a whole lot of people watching that. Or pay-per-viewing it if there's a way to do it. And all the money yeah. goes to the Central Iowa, which I don't know, the Food Bank of Iowa or food banks uh, you know, throughout the state or something. But N- Need to talk to our buddy Pat Hurley over at Mediacom. Get that yeah, thing televised. Now you're thinking, Trent Con. What do you just want to play by play game? Well, I mean. I, I and think, I don't blame you a bit. Hey, you want to be my color guy? No, I'm not leaving the house. Oh, that's true. <laughs> Forgot about that part of it. Right. Uh, you can do color from your couch and just watch the game with me. Oh, that, that would be really cool, but you're right. I mean, it's just... It's awesome. Because this <laughs> is going on, and it's escape. And then the Hawkeye yes. fans can jump in, and the Cyclone fans mm-hmm. jump in, and it's the back and forth, and the tangents that come off of that. Ah, some normalcy. Yes. Normalcy is a great, is, great, is. great equalizer at this time. Yeah, and it's sorely missed, no doubt about that. So, uh, the, yeah, the Cyhawk thing never takes a day off, but the NFL draft is going on, and Tristan Wirfs is not getting out of the top 10. I, no. I'm convinced that if he does see 10, he goes at 10 to Cleveland, but boy, oh boy, it's hard to find a mock draft that doesn't have him going 8 to Arizona, 10 at the very latest. There's some that have Epinesa slipping out of the first round. I've seen more and more of that. Me I, too. I think the biggest reason for that is the 40 time that he ran, ran a five flat. Yeah. And when you do that in Indianapolis, it's going to be magnified, coupled with... Put on the Holiday Bowl tape oh, and just sit back. How about the Nebraska game? The 15 the tackles yes. as a defensive end. Put on his last two games of his Hawkeye career. November. He, he was a stud month. all throughout yeah. the month of November, starting with the Minnesota game and his impact there and taking out the quarterback in that game late as they had to mm-hmm. go to the backup late in that one. You're going to find, if you roll the tape, it's going to be there, but... Again, those guys are looking for content, too. And there was no Good pro point. day. There wasn't a pro day. I shouldn't say there was no pro day. There was. Iowa had their pro day. It just didn't have scouts in the building. Mm-hmm. Basically, they videotaped it and then sent it off to the different scouts and the NFL teams so they could take a look at it that way. But what mock drafters, what they're going through is what they saw in Indianapolis. And you're trying to change, trying to come out with a, a mock draft 8.0. Here we go. And, and a different one. Yeah, I'm going to drop Epinesa down. I think it makes sense. He's a football player. He he's, is. He's going to, injuries aside, he is a guy, star, I don't know. He's going to be I a good, he's solid got, player. Trent, he's, I think his best, hit the, okay, cliche here. His best football's ahead of him. I truly believe that. Look, the Vikings have two picks, and when I do see Epinesa late first round, I'm seeing more Vikings. Oh, okay. 25, they've lost some guys on their defensive front. Uh, some guys have left there, so maybe that makes sense. Oh, look, I'd love to see him stay You know, one of the four local mm-hmm. teams. I loved watching him play and watching him develop. Um, you know, just some of the raw talent that I think he still exudes, I think will be on display once he gets to that next level. So we may see two Hawks go in the first round. We will see one go in the, in the uh, top ten. Here's the, my fear as a Bronco fan. I am all over this Henry Ruggs thing. Oh, really? Oh, my God. Uh, Tyreek Hill in, in Kansas City. Who doesn't want the next Tyreek Hill? I think Ruggs might be that guy. Henry Ruggs ran a faster time at the Combine than Tyreek Hill did. A lot of talent around him in Alabama. 
translating being the dude. <laughs> yeah. So you're on rugs, huh? I am a big rugs disciple. Come on, John. Don't blow this one. And you're a believer in Drew Locke? I am. You think you have? Well, I have to be. Well, you don't have to be. It could be like me and Trubisky. Yeah, but you're, and then you're you can still turn in your right. 30s. You've got, you've got decades left ahead of you. I'm all in on this, dude. Well, you've also seen on a couple of Super Bowls here, uh, a good at least point. in semi-recent history. Three since I've been on the air. Yeah, all three nice. since I've been on the air. Think about that. I was in kindergarten when I got to see a Super Bowl. That was a long, Jeez. long time ago, and I was not well, on the air. you saw another one. It just didn't go your way. Well, I, I don't remember that one. Yeah, I don't remember four of them by myself <laughs> from, my, uh, from, from my past as well, uh, that that Seattle game was brutal. The Washington game was worse. The San Francisco game was an unmitigated disaster. But uh, it turned. It did. And Elway yeah. got his. He got his two got and walked out on top. As an MVP. So I got some, some basketball for you tonight. Yeah, you said that to me. I'm glad because Live PD is a rerun. So oh, it's okay. not Live PD. It's a rerun PD, but maybe it depends. Tape so, PD. So what, so what did you send me? And, and why will I spend my night? Because you know me in video games. Well, I don't play them. Yeah, yeah. So but you think I'm into this? I might be into this? I think you might enjoy this. So what have you got for me? These guys came together, and they took the NBA. There's no college basketball game. There hasn't been for years for PlayStation. Um, Do I need a play? Because I don't have one. No, no. Okay. This is all on YouTube. And okay. they are playing the games, the simulation, as it plays out. And they're taping it. You can watch it on YouTube from the opening tip. All the way to the final gun. The guys that also do this, they add some color commentary to it, but they input it. Uh, the group of guys spent over 100 hours taking all 68 teams that they put in their mock draft NCAA tournament. They had three different people that do mock drafts, uh, drafts, mock uh, NCAA tournament bracketology. Mm-hmm. They came together, they made their 68 teams, seeded them, put the start times for all the games, and then inputted every single player on every single team with the correct attributes. That's a lot of work. 100 hours these guys put in each, getting this thing ready to go. It started last night. In fact, it started a couple days ago with the first four, but it got going first round last night. I watched it for, I don't know, five minutes or so last night. One of the games I didn't really have a a compelling reason to be watching, but I was entertained. And I'll tell you what, tonight at 8 o'clock, I will play Xavier. I was the sixth seed. So hang on a second. Yes. There actually is a time that they're going to run this game? They are you doing can't this. call it up on demand? Yes. Wow, okay. This will be live going on. So you can check in. You watch for a while, and I'll check back in a little bit later. You can do that. In fact, it starts at 11 o'clock. They're doing this as tip times normally would be going. They have four different feeds. Those four different feeds have the four games that would be happening at that time. And Iowa's tip time, 8 o'clock tonight against Xavier, the 11th seed, who won their first four matchup against Wichita. <laughs> nice. The winner gets uh, Michigan State, who Iowa would be able to play, like we saw Michigan State-Minnesota yep. last year yep. in the round of 32. Michigan State is the three seed in that one. Uh, the 14 seed is da, 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 Belmont. So that's what it is. There's four different channels, like I said. This is channel one. I'm going to retweet it, though. People want to have some fun tonight well, and watch some Iowa basketball. I'll see your retweet, and then I'll jump on it. I, look, last night I watched Swamp People. You know, how was it? Did they get the Gator? They always get the Gator. They yeah, get. the Gator never wins. Shoot um, it! Yeah. <laughs> Shoot him! <laughs> oh, he's a big one! <laughs> he's going to roll on you! Oh, I love Swamp People. I do, too. Yeah, it's a really I haven't good... watched it in a few years. What? I need to get back into oh, it. Oh, it's a good show. It's a good show. They're all grown up. Uh, what's the dude's name with the ball cap, though? Oh, anyways, yeah. really. <laughs> but that's what we've been doing, because I can't get into the new shows. I just can't do it. I, I, I try. I, I can't do it. So Netflix has this new documentary out. 
Tiger something. You know what? I'm so glad you brought this up because I meant off air to ask you what the hell is everybody talking about? Trent, everybody's watching this. I've watched It's not Tiger Woods, right? No, no, no. This is about a guy that owns Tigers, has a zoo type of place in Oklahoma. Mm Mm-hmm. And like Ziegfeld and Roy in Las Vegas? Somewhat, yeah, but he's got hundreds of tigers on his property, a couple other exotic animals. People go there, they pay the money, and they hang out, and they pet the, the baby tigers. I watched the first episode two nights ago. Last night, I watched the second episode. And right at the end, so they have this guy. There's a guy in South Carolina does the same kind of thing. So, he's got like okay. three different wives. That's weird. That's why <laughs> Are they aware of the other? Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah, they yeah, all live yeah. together. It's okay. almost, it's kind of cultish, at least certainly at that guy's compound. Mm-hmm. The people inside the main And this guy, is in, not, not in Utah. This is in South Carolina. This is in South Carolina. It's legal, but nonetheless. He's, he's doing, he beats to the, uh, what is it? Marches to Mar- the beat of his own drum. Yeah, there apparently so. And then finally, the. Must have a big drum. The, the, the other main character is somebody that doesn't like what these people are doing. She has her own kind of. Um, what what do we zoo type place? But it's more open, so the tigers have more room. But right at the end of the second episode, oh, by the way, this lady who they've been spotlighting the two times and what she's doing to help these tigers, her husband died. He disappeared. He <laughs> no, he disappeared, and all the people that she's been going against are saying, "Well, yeah." Fed her husband to the tigers. Are you kidding? So, and so that's where I'm at. I'm only in so second this episode. Is, this is fiction, obviously, right? No. This is This true? is a documentary. This is true. This is happening in our world. This is going on. There is so many twists and turns, and I've heard there's even more. Just stay tuned. So how many episodes is this? I want to say six, maybe eight, something like that. First one was 35 minutes. Second one was 45. That's the one I watched last it's night. It's called Tiger King, right? Tiger King. Yes, yeah. exactly right. I'm going to go get through this. Hopefully this weekend I'll be able to finish it up, but it is incredibly compelling and weird and wild. And you got Netflix. Well, my wife's got it on her TV, the bedroom TV. See? So I'm sure I can get it on the TV I watch. You can, it, right? absolutely. Right? She goes in the bedroom, shuts the door, and I watch games. So you got video game simulations. I'm a busy guy. Tiger tonight. King. Maybe a little uh, maybe a little swamp people. Swamp people? Oh, look at our mixed world. Mixed in. Oh, it's a big weekend at the Millers. Well, they all are, after all. All right, let's do this, Trent. We're going to get Gary Ryman in here. We're going to opine and congratulate Gary. 14 years, unbelievable run coming to an end for Gary. But we will not not with the Panthers. He's still doing the basketball, mm-hmm. still doing the football. Uh, but his uh, daily sports talk show is uh, today is his last day. Tom Caker at this hour brought Conrad from Catch Des Moines, Alex Halstead on Iowa State, and then a recap of our first week of restaurant radio before we get out of here at noon. But right now it's time for KXNO and iHeart to help you pay your bills. Text the keyword COUCH. <laughs> To 200-200 right now, that's COUCH to 200-200, your chance to win a grand. You'll get a confirmation text and info. Standard data and message rates apply in this nationwide contest. COUCH to 200-200. Miller and Condon will be joined by Gary Rima. He's next. Des Moines Sports Station, 1460. Ken Miller, Trent Condon. Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO. And now on 106.3 FM. Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. 
15 minutes or thereabouts. We'll get to uh, Tom Kankert, HawkeyeReport.com. Look forward to catching up with Tom. A lot of uh, Hawkeye conversation that has kind of been put on the back burner, uh, but we will uh, get Tom in here. Uh, catch Des Moines at 11 o'clock, and then uh, Iowa State at about 11.20-ish before we get out of here at noon. Let's get Gary Ryman in here. He's still going to be the voice of the Panthers, basketball and football, but today... After a 14-year thereabouts run, his daily sports talk afternoon drive radio show uh, is is going away. Gary Trenton, Ken, uh, congratulations on the longevity. That's a remarkable run out of you in this industry. Hats off to you for that, Gary, and also hats off for the way that uh, you handled this, keeping it to yourself as the Panthers uh, played their final couple of weeks of their basketball season. And uh, not to be a distraction, perhaps, you said, you know what, I'm just going to button my lip and until uh, the right time, and that's exactly what you did. Congrats, Gary Rima. Good to have you on. Hey, uh, Ken. Always great being on with you and TC. Always enjoy the time we get to to talk sports. Yeah, you know, a little bit of an emotional day for me. I've, I've just had a a great time, a great run on the flagship station of UNI Panther football and men's basketball to do a, a daily sports talk show, and started way back in in two thousand and six, and. Started out as a one-hour sports talk show with a heavy emphasis on Iowa sports, and it grew into a two-hour show the last two and a half years. And and now the management wants to do something different programming-wise. I understand that that happens in this business. And and you're right. They they um, in my in my contract with them, there had to be a 30-day notice if either I or the station wanted to terminate the relationship. And they called me in. The Friday morning before I was headed to Des Moines for the UNI Drake regular season finale, okay, you, yeah. know what, you know what was on the line there to win a regular season title, and uh, you know handed me the information that the show would be terminated in 30 days. And I, you know, I on my drive to Des Moines, I thought this isn't the time to talk about that. You know, we got so much excitement coming up with this game, and then into March with the conference tournament, the one seed, hopefully an NCAA or certainly an NIT berth. So I just I held off until this Monday to really let my listening audience know, and I just felt that was the right thing to do. There was no reason to put the focus on my show or me with, with everything else that was going to be exciting during the month of March, So, and that's why I waited till Monday. Gary, uh, as I look back upon it, I was still in Cedar Falls when you took over. I was working at 1650 up the dial from you, and I know we talked yeah. a lot of different times throughout the years. Had you on my program and your love of Northern Iowa athletics, your love of, of the state of Iowa, and, and we're very similar. Ken, even though he's Canadian, he's in the same boat. <laughs> we love our state, and I remember getting the question. You got the question, I'm sure. We've got the question. Boy, how in Iowa do you talk sports? How do you talk local so sports? Easy. It's the easiest. This market, this state is great talking local sports. And then you get to surround it with the professional avenues that we have around us. This is a great place to talk sports in the state of Iowa. You know, it really is, TC. And, that, and that's what I sold the general manager uh, at KXEL on when I, when I way back in 2006 was talking to him about doing a daily sports talk show. And, and it started out as a 60-minute show from 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. And, and I, it was Tim Matthews at the time. And I said, Tim, I, I just what I want to do is just put a heavy emphasis on Iowa sports talk. There's so many national sports talk shows out there. They cover all the, the national topics, whatever the sport, whatever the topic. 
um, whatever the coach or student athlete or athlete at the pro level is. Let's just focus on Iowa sports because because in Iowa we love our sports. We have great high school sports. We have great college sports. We have a lot of Iowans in the pros. Um, but our youth sports, there's always great stories in the youth sports world, too. What, what if we just focused on that? And I ran with that idea, and, and it lasted for almost 14 years, guys. We never really wavered off that. Every once in a while, we talk about a big national topic that, that impacted either Iowa collegiate athletes or high school athletes in Iowa, but we, we really stayed with that whole idea of just really focusing in on Iowa sports. And there, there's days... Uh, you know, you, you get up in the morning, you think, man, it's the middle of the summer. What are we going to talk about? And, man, there'd be three, four, five things that pop up that made for a really interesting show. There just was always plenty of stuff to talk about. And th- there's days I, I left the station with a number of things we didn't even get to that, that would have been interesting also. So, yeah, it, it, it's really been a lot of fun to take that approach. And being a, an Iowa guy through and through, I've always lived in the state of Iowa, grew up here lived here it uh, it made it fun to really focus in on our Iowa athletes Iowa coaches our our Iowa teams uh Gary how much did your beloved Cubs come into the conversation especially during the remarkable run that they went on in 2016 well you you know Ken there are so many Cub fans in the yeah. state of Iowa that we we certainly had to please that but no that was fun and being a diehard Cubs fan all my life you know we we certainly, you know, when, when they had their great runs, and, and there's even times when they weren't maybe having a great season that we'd certainly get into a discussion. But, we, you know, we'd do the same thing when the Cardinals were on a run or maybe it was the NFL season, the, the Vikings and the Bears, but just mainly because there was so much interest in the state with those teams. Without us having a, a Major League Baseball team, an NFL team, an NBA team, uh, we would get into some of those discussions, but we, we never spent a ton of time on the national sports teams. But there certainly were times that it was a pretty good discussion. Gary Rima joining us, the voice of the UNI Panthers. His radio show will be finishing up today. You can hear it on 1540 KXEL out of Waterloo. Gary, as you look back upon it, we uh, have been revisiting some of the great teams in our state's history we talked last week to Ali Farouk Manesh and, of course, the uh, basketball team from you and I from a decade ago. And his call. Gary's oh, call. It, it is an all-timer. We played that one, Gary, which was great to hear your call <laughs> Play defense! That. Yeah, play D! Play D! <laughs> and, and they did as Jake Cook took the charge, and they upend Kansas. As you look back upon it, the fun that you've had, you're still going to be doing Panther games, but some of your best radio uh, memories of the radio since you've been on the air. Oh man, with, with the with the play by play part of it, guys, I, I thought when the football team made it to the FCS yeah. national championship game in '05, I thought, man, it can't get a whole lot better than this. We're playing for a national title, and then in 2010, the basketball team that run that win over Kansas. I, I, I've, I've just never seen the talk and the interest with the University of Northern Iowa with its basketball team. With its players, coaches, it just—it was off the charts. It was just such a phenomenal time uh, for for you and I, the University of Northern Iowa, and not just the basketball team. The interest that you know, how did this you know small school in Cedar Falls, Iowa, how did David slay Goliath on on that particular mm-hmm. day? So it was so fun to 
to talk about that. But there, you know, there's been so many great memories and runs. And you know, the Paul Jesperson half court mm. banked in heat mm. that beat Texas in 2016, and then two days later, you know, kind of the low of lows when we thought we were going to the Sweet 16 and got beat by Texas A&M uh, in a in a double overtime crazy game when it looked like we had it won with less than a minute to go. I mean, there's just been it's just that's been such a great ride and. Same thing with my radio show, guys. I just, I, I, I just had, I was just going through a bunch of the audio that has been saved over the years, and I look back. We, we back when I had a one-hour show, we did a two-hour special with Dan Gable live from the National Wrestling Hall of Fame, Dan Gable Museum in Waterloo, just about a block and a half away from our radio station, and he he opened up like I'd never heard him open up before, guys. From his his loss at the collegiate level in the finals the loss of his sister and how he even felt some of that was his fault I mean he, it was just an amazing live two-hour interview I, I had Nick Nurse on a year ago two days before they played in their first NBA finals game against Golden State and we did about a 30-minute interview with him that was in, incredible Rick Hartzell when he resigned as the AD at UNI a couple days after he resigned we did a whole one-hour live show with him and and that was some of the most emotional radio that i that i've ever done i mean he got choked up and callers were caught i mean it was just it was just amazing and so many things like that I had dan mccarney on two days after he uh stepped away or got let go at iowa state did a great interview with him and uh randy brown that uh, was on we did a two-hour special with randy brown on on his book, Rebound Forward, he just opened up about his life. That was an incredible show. And I, I, I've had people on from Joe Lenardi to Donald Trump, guys. I mean, it's just, it's just <laughs> been, an, it's been an amazing, amazing nearly 14 years of, of doing sports talk radio. Hmm. Last thing for you, Gary, Monday's going to roll around. What's that going to be like? I mean, you, this gets in your blood, right? It, it's hard to, it's hard not to do it. It's hard to walk away, I think. Anyways, uh, what's it going to be like? Yeah. It's going to be weird. I, I, I got to admit. I mean, I'll I'll be lost. My wife, she's a school teacher, and she's kind of quarantined at home right now without being able to go to school and teach. And and she's like, I, "You're going to drive me crazy just <laughs> hanging around the house because it, it's just been, you know, you guys know the prep work you do prior to your show and time you spend after your show. But you know, to be honest, I, I, I'm looking forward to just getting a little bit of time off, relax, and I. I've got 10 grandkids that call me Grandpa Gary, and hmm. they want to spend more time with Grandpa, and I want to spend more time with them. So I want to do that. Um, but uh, you're right. It gets in your blood. I'm, uh, you know, I've had a couple calls already of, of some things people have thrown at me, but I'm really just going to get, get some time off, and I think we're going to try and get to Florida for maybe a, a month and a half this summer and once this thing clears up with this coronavirus and, and then really get – fired up for what I think is going to be a great UNI football and men's basketball season. But it's it's going to be a little strange getting up Monday and, and not having a, a radio show to, to do to talk Iowa sports with uh, with everybody. And one other thing that I've really noticed, guys, all the emails and calls and stuff I got, I always called it OPR Nation. But one thing I found out, is it's really more, more like OPR family. I mean, the, your listeners, they really become family and attached. So, I'm I'm gonna miss that time of, of just.
spending that with them every day on the radio. Hell of a run, Gary Rima. Tip of the cap to you from uh, from Trent and I. Uh, well done, Gary. Uh, we'll talk to you as you're still going to be involved with the Panthers and uh, in- enjoy today. Uh, you'll you'll remember it, and who knows? Maybe there'll be another opportunity when you're ready. Thank you, Gary. Congratulations again on the long 14 year run. That's uh, well done. Really appreciate that, guys. Thanks a lot. Yeah, good to talk to you, Gary Rima. Uh, who's a 14-year run doing sports talk. Waterloo, that uh, part of the country, mm-hmm. um, on a 50,000-watt blowtorch. Yes. Envious. Signal envy. <laughs> <laughs> Although we've got an FM now, Trent, yes, in case you weren't aware. Uh, we'll take time out. We're going to talk some Hawks. Uh, we're going to do Catch Des Moines early in the 11 o'clock hour, Cyclones as well. And then we will um, wrap up the week in restaurant radio. Take you till noon. Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. Thank you for supporting Food Bank of Iowa. Ken Miller, Trent Condon, Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO. And now on 106.3 FM. All right, welcome back, Miller and Condon. So Kirk Herbstreet's trending on Twitter. I just assumed it had to do with the fact that the rumor is that Chris Fowler and Kirk Herbstreet are going to move to Monday Night Football. Oh, no, that's not the reason. No. I'm sorry. I wish I wouldn't have clicked on it. He doesn't think we're going to have football in 2020. Whether college or NFL. Right. That's Kirk Herbstreet. That's the reason he's that's trending his opinion. on Twitter. It I, is. And I am not going to agree with it, even maybe even if it's proven right. Oh, boy. Tom Caker joins the program. Uh, Tom, uh, Trent, and Ken, how are you, Tom Caker? Uh, depressed after reading Kirk Herb Street this morning. Yes. <laughs> Me too. And I, you know, I, again, I, I saw him try and I thought, well, you know what? I know what this is about. I'm not going to click on it. He's going to be doing Monday Night Football, and then um, he dropped that uh, dropped that bomb, is what he did to, on us sports fans. Well, Tom, uh, lots of ground to cover with you. Obviously, that's going to be one of the talkers. Um, let's start with Luca Garza, and we'll get to the Obi Toppin thing. I, I think he got robbed. I do. Um, look. But that's neither here nor there. There's bigger fish to fry. And Rob Doster wrote a piece on the 10, 10 the most important decisions in college basketball as far as some of the players. Malachi Flynn was number one. Luca Garza was number two. And Doster's, uh, Doster's premise behind the piece was, look, if he comes back, not only is Iowa set to make a long run uh, at the top of the Big Ten, but this is a potential national championship contender. What's Garza going to do? That's a good question, uh, and I don't think anybody knows exactly what he's going to do. Now, here, here's what I think he'll do. He obviously should declare for the draft because it's a free look, and you can find out what the NBA really thinks of you um, in, in a more um, refined way. Uh, I'm sure that they've had, you know, his dad's probably been approached or talked to by some people that kind of give him an idea of, what the NBA thinks of him. Um, but I just don't, you know, you don't know until you know. And it only takes one of the 30 teams to fall in love with you and say, hey, we're going to pick you. And then it's about, you know, is it, I, I don't think he's a first round guy right now. Um, you know, maybe 20 years ago, he's a right. definite like lottery pick probably just because mm-hmm. of the way the NBA has changed. Um, but, if he's a second round pick, maybe he weighs that and says, boy, do I want to just maybe make a roster 
Uh, we don't know what's going on overseas. If that was an op- opportunity, boy, you know, it's hard to project what overseas basketball is going to look like uh, next year. And and then you just kind of uh, weigh that with, boy, I could really do something special here and become kind of an immortal at Iowa and lead this team to, you know, things that they haven't done in, in uh, you know, four decades. So I, I think that's kind of the things that he's going to end up weighing. Tom, have you done the math? I, I know there was uh, p- plenty of things out there as the season was progressing. If he averages this many points the rest of the way and they play two, three, four postseason games, passing Roy Marble on the all-time scoring list, but obviously not getting those games, it's going to be more difficult. Have you uh, put pen to paper and trying to figure that out, what what it's going to take for Luka next year if he does come back to be the all-time leading scorer? I haven't, but uh, I'm pretty sure... He would uh, probably cruise by uh, uh, Roy Marble and everybody else on the list eventually if he's averaging you know 20 a game again, which I would suspect he's probably going to end up doing if he comes back and plays his senior year. And then uh, you know he that just you know cements him. He, you know he'll be. I don't think there's any question he'd be the odds-on favorite going into next year for National Player of the Year, um, and. Um, you know, just that, that legacy thing, boy, you know, you just wonder if that's what's going to motivate him more than the NBA will still be there for me. Uh, and I can work on my game. I'll tell you what, guys, I, I watched the, the NCAA game against Cincinnati last year, mm-hmm, the other day mm-hmm. and uh, like last week and, you know, just watching Luca and you forget, um, you know, Boy, he got so much better this year, really and that's did. not saying he was a bad player before. He was a really good player yeah. the previous year, but just the progress and the maturity that he showed this year in his game is just so apparent watching those games from last year. Yeah, it really is. Tom Caker at HawkeyeReport.com uh, is our guest. Then I saw a piece uh, you know, the, from the Big Ten I don't know if it was Iowa, Big Ten Network Iowa, or the Big Ten Network overall. Uh, they did, you know, maybe a minute and a half video vignette with Luca, and he was talking about, um, you know, certainly as I tried to you know, gain maybe a little nugget from what he was saying, after watching that, I was more convinced that he's clearly coming back. Then I watch his workouts, and we just got a tweet uh, from uh, from one of our listeners that, you know, judging by the way his dad still tweets the, at the Hawkeyes during the workouts, it seems like he's going to stay, and there's certainly that side of it. But I'm guessing that he's probably the only college basketball player in the nation that's working out as hard as he is, you know, two weeks after the season ended. Everybody catches their breath and, you know, sits back for a little while. Garza hasn't missed a beat for crying out loud. Uh, it's, it's a great unknown, Tom. Yeah, and are those all those videos kind of audition tapes for NBA folks? That's or kind of how I see it. Luke is getting work in. You know, you know what I mean. You don't know, and um, I, I I do think he's going to end up declaring. I you know I think you know Joe Wieskamp probably puts his name out there again too. But we don't know if NBA teams are going to have workouts. I don't know that they will. They may not have a combine. Um, they may not have anything they're just going to be drafting off a tape from uh their their college seasons and um and and they've probably done their evaluations to that level at this point so um it's just it's so much unknown and when is the nba going to have a draft are they going to have a season 
does this get pushed back to the draft get pushed back to August? I mean, we just don't. There's so many unknowns right now that it's. I, I think it's confusing for the kids. It's for, mm-hmm. confusing for the parents, and it's really confusing for fans right now as to what uh, what this process is going to look like. Tom, right now we'd be talking spring football, getting ready for the 2020 season. We uh, still await on that one, but with the lost spring practice. Does it impact a program like Iowa even more, and not just the Blue Bloods, the the Michigans and Ohio States of the world, but even other programs on the same tier as Iowa, for a long time they've been considered a developmental program. How big of an impact does that make to this Hawkeye football team? Oh, it's, it's huge. Just uh, you know, quarterback at the top. Yeah. You're a quarterback. Right. You're breaking. You're, you're you know you're you're breaking in a new quarterback uh, as a starter, mm-hmm. and and you're missing all those reps, all those snaps, all those uh, you know getting the timing down and everything. It is just you know it's really hard for the Iowa program uh, because they don't get to work Spencer Petrus with the ones and. And and get him those valuable reps and get all the other guys up to speed. Um, yeah, there are some programs that had you know five, ten practices in before everybody had to shut things down, and so there's an advantage. Well, limited. It's still an advantage for you know, like I think Nebraska was having practices already. They, were, yep. so they have a leg up. You know, they just they just do. And um, I don't know how the NCAA is going to address that um, if you know, we have a season or when we have a season and, um, it's quite guys. It's just, it is a, uh, we are flying blind on a lot of these things and it's, uh, uh, we don't really know how, what the impact's going to be, but I, I'm sure Iowa will figure out a way to get guys ready to go, but it's, it's less than ideal for sure. But everybody's kind of in the same yeah. boat too. Yeah. And I think more so, if you've got a quarterback that just graduated or left for the NFL and you were going to try to develop a new starter, I think that hurts those schools. Clearly, uh, I was one of those. Tom, I'm anxious to, I've been anxious to ask you this. Um, are you seeing more traffic at your off, on your off topic board? Or your basketball or your Hawkeye <laughs> Lounge, because I got to think that in these times with no sports, that the off-topic board might be uh, leading the way as far as traffic. Am, am I on to something? Oh, oh yeah, it is. Uh, I don't try to venture over there too often because <laughs> it would drive me insane. Yeah, uh, but uh, it's a wildly entertaining group. It over is there, uh, that has a wildly divergent opinions on the world. Yes, and, they do, um, and. Uh, you know, just a kind of a more global thought, um, and not to because I'm not getting political here, but it's really not the time for politics, folks. Let's no. just all come together and try to beat this stupid virus and, and get back to normalcy as, as quickly as we can. Preach to the choir, Tom Caker. Good to talk to you. Uh, we will uh, do so again next week. Appreciate it, Tom. Yeah, thanks, guys. Thank you, Tom Caker, HawkeyeReport.com. You know, i got to ask a, a favor from, from our audience. Maybe you know the answer to this. Okay. So, so Rex Chapman on Twitter, mm-hmm. right? Did you see the piece where the... Um, Quick aside, is that actually Rex yes. Chapman? Yes. Okay. okay. It is Rex Chapman. Go ahead. Yes. Um, so he tweeted a video of some of the uh, frontline care providers, doctors, mm-hmm. nurses, you know, sleeping at their desks. Yeah. And... There's music under it, some guy's singing under it, and it just captivates me, this guy's voice. Oh, okay. Who is it? All right. I'll- I need to know that. I want to listen to this guy's voice more so. And if, you've, if you're if you on Twitter, most of you are, 
uh, Rex Chapman's Twitter account. There is a an audio piece. I think it starts with three nurses sleeping on a cart. You know, one on the top of the cart, one in the middle, and one underneath it. Just because they just get, they don't they can't go home, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, it's good. I'll so, take a, I'll take a listen here during the break. See if we can figure it out. Tweet at us, would you? Yes. I got to find out who this guy's voice is because it just stopped me in my tracks. Like whoa. Uh, anyways, catch Des Moines will lead off the eleven o'clock hour. What's going on in Des Moines? How can we help? We'll do that. Alex Halstead on Iowa State Restaurant Radio Recap before noon. Miller and Condon take you there on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO, 106.3 FM.